most part of the earth. And First Corinthians chapter 2, verse, verse 1 through verse 5, it, it reads on this wise, and I, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy words. And the people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be Amen. Amen. Well, tonight, I will try and finish up the message. Um, we started from last night. And um, uh, try to uh, show you the three uh stages of what it, is, it means to be called out. Amen. And the call out to be on a journey. And we are going to the promised land. And Moses said, when he was going to the promised land, he told his brother-in-law, Miguel son, Miguel son, Miguel son, and uh, he told him that um, come and be as eyes to us in the wilderness. And he would not want to go. And the Moses told him these memorable words. Even though they were going in the wilderness, he said, come with us. We will do you good. For the Lord has spoken good concerning Israel. And that's my testimony. That's my faith. That's my belief. That even though we be in this wilderness, God has spoken good concerning us. And I refuse. I refuse to accept anything else. I call anything contrary to that. They are not even in the picture. And by the grace of God, I want to show you tonight. I have the same title, but tonight I have a subject or inspiration, whatever. The dynamics 
Geomechanics. The word and the spirit together. Now in Christianity, the message. Pardon? In the message. In, in the message, Brother Branham's message, the teachings. Um, we always talk about the word and the spirit. The word and the spirit. And Jesus actually said, the words that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life. And I want to try to show you something, not that you don't know it, but to show you something. Because the spirit and the word, they are both actually one and the same thing. And I'll show you why God brought out the word at all. Because God is a spirit before the foundations of the world. Uh, uh, the prophet went into the scriptures into the man of God and brought down the understanding of who God is, his being, his nature, all about him, how God lives, how God God behaves himself. That prophet, let us understand that God was not always God because God is an object of worship. Some Pentecostal will say, how can you say that? God bless them. That's the way they see it. But we go a little deeper. Because this prophet, let us understand that God being an object of worship before the walls were formed, before all of creation, before any atom, before Lucifer, he existed all alone by himself. He didn't have, he didn't have any certain form. He was spirit. That's who he was. But God as spirit he knew that he, that's too supernatural. Man that he knew he was going to form and create on the face of the earth. They could never understand him in the form of spirit. Glory to God. You could never do it. But God, one great principle of life, and I'll try to show you that principle, God knew he had to come to a level where man will be able to understand him, to where they'll be able to comprehend him. Because what good does he do? What good does he do? I'm doing all this preaching. I'm talking in the skies. And you don't understand. What good does it do? That God sent this great message. And the messages are hanging in the skies. And you don't understand it. So God knew. He had to present himself. In a form. In a way. That man. Will be able to comprehend him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God, they knew before the foundation of the world, this great light, 
this great light that, that no man can approach unto. That's God. That's who he is. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. But how are we going to understand that? God knew we could never understand that. We could never understand supernatural things. So we had to come to a level to where we can understand to where we can have a little comprehension who God is. Because God wants you to know him. God wants you to relate to him. But how are you going to relate to somebody you don't even know? So God, in his good wisdom, come down and condescended himself into a body. It was still spirit and one want to show the connection between the word and the spirit. So this great spirit condescended squeezed himself he covered all space and all time he squeezed himself into a body that body was spirit also you can't see it with his eyes but it was still a body God started to form himself toward flesh to where man can understand him in a little way so he condescended and this great spirit he made the spirit into a body and he called that body the theophany it was a spirit body you can't see with his eyes but it was a body and he called this spirit body the word and that's where you have the connection the spirit became the word hallelujah but even at that we could never understand him so this, this theophany which was the word God knew now I have something that I can work on that they can understand me a little bit because God his man was full of you his man was full of you he was you were not even here then. But you are a thought in his thinking. And he wants you to, to have a relationship with him. He wants you to know him. That's why, as parents, we want our children to know us. You want your child to know what you like, what you don't like. Your child cannot relate to you if you are a spirit. So you have to relate to your child in a way he can understand you. And even we as parents, as human beings, we come down to a level to where people can relate to us, where they can understand us. So God, he came down into a body called the Word. And the Spirit became the Word. Hallelujah. So God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said now, I have a form that I can make an image of. You can't make an image of a spirit. The supernatural spirit. Jesus said, the spirit blows where it listeth. The spirit blows wherever it wants to go. You can't 
touch a spirit, you don't see a spirit, you only see the effects of a spirit, you only see the manifestation of a spirit. When you talk spirit, you, you talk a manifestation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you see a manifestation, you know the spirit is somewhere around there. So God, he had this body. It was God. It was spirit. He had become the word. God had this body called the theophany. And he said now, of this body, I can make an image. Because there's a form here. I can make an image of it. And that's where we get the concept from Brother Branham of the word image. He made an image on the earth of, of the word. The image of the word. That's what Adam the spirit man was. Hallelujah. Amen. But way up in heaven, when he was the word, Elohim became the word. All of the power of Elohim Elohim in that word. And it's the word. It's as the word that began to do the work of creation. Showing you the spirit will show his power through the word. So he created angels. What was it? It was the word and the spirit doing the work of creation. The spirit was in the word. And the word was the spirit. And the spirit was the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In other words, in the beginning was Elohim the Spirit. And Elohim the Spirit was with the word, the Logos. The Logos was the Spirit. The word was the Spirit. And the Spirit was the word. So in that body called the Theophany, the word and the Spirit were connected together. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, they created angels. The word alone could never have created angels. They created angels. Because when we say spoken word, to do the work of creation, spoken word power, missing limbs and all of that, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. So, so, so Elohim, Elohim, Amen. Consent to the Logos. And the Word and Spirit were connected together. And there was power in there to create angels. Then he became an object of worship. And angels could worship him now. They worship him in spirit and in truth. It wasn't just word, word or spirit, spirit alone. It was the Word and the Spirit together. Hallelujah. That was who he was. And that's when the devil, uh, 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 as an angel that was created, when to come against him, when to come against him, and he ran through heaven and deceived one third of the angels. But you know the story. You know the story. When you have the word and the spirit together in one body, Elohim. Elohim. He cannot do it. Elohim can descend into the logos. Elohim and the logos. devil cannot do it. He can try. But he cannot do it. That's why when the dynamic strikes this body, the bride of Jesus Christ and the word and the spirit 
spirit you are going to see every devil will be totally rooted out you won't have to say one word about it just, just in your presence alone like the book of Acts they didn't have to say one word about it just walk into the mist just walk into the mist the spirit was upon the word in their souls in fullness in demonstration of the power of God and the Holy Spirit they hardly had to talk demons screamed in that presence demons ran for their life in that presence the word and the spirit were connected back together in human beings and that's where we're headed to hallelujah Amen. the words are speaking to you the words are speaking to you Jesus said they are spirit and they are life so that's where the connection comes from the spirit is the word and the word is the spirit now I want you to notice one thing this is one principle that God brought into existence and it's all over the Bible it's all over nature the supernatural too much for man to comprehend too much for man to comprehend so God called it into a body called the word it was a spirit body but even that to drop it down to our level he brought down the word and put the word in the man hallelujah in spirit form so God knows that man can comprehend him in a little way where he presents it as the word but you know that word is the spirit of God. You know that word is not different from God. You know God only condescended come down to our level and present himself as the word. So you know that the word and the spirit are both God the word is spirit and the spirit is the word say amen somebody do you believe that amen, amen. I'm going somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what Brother Bram even said the spiritual things when you have the vision of the, uh, uh, of, the, of the three pools and he was he was trying to explain to Pentecostals in the, in the vision about the signs and all the things and the angel rebuked him and said you can't teach Pentecostal babes spiritual things it's not given to man to understand the spiritual things if God was just all spirit you could never understand him from eternity we could never understand him so we have to condescend to a level we can understand him and the same way he said the mysteries come down to us as the word of God even the mysteries they're too mysterious for you and I to comprehend God had to drop down to our level break them down as the word of God and then we can understand them a little bit so here's the principle here when things get too complicated break them down when things get too 
too huge to understand. Break and the power in the huge will still be retained in the little thing. But what it does, it makes it to where other people can understand it. You have an instruction for your little child. Oina, an instruction for your little child. Oina, Maybe I would understand the instruction. And you can tell your little child at your own level at your own level of understanding. And that child doesn't understand anything. But you understanding down to the little child's level. The little, little child understands. And that word that made no sense to that little child becomes effective in that little child's life. Same way, almost anything in life Anything in life that's a little complicated. Break it down. Take it down to the minutest, minutest, to its minutest levels. Break it down to its very minutest levels. And you will understand it better. Even the year, the year, one year. Break it down. You'll find out that a year is made up of so many days. When you say one year, it doesn't show automatically. God can see one year all at once. But we can't appreciate or comprehend that. So this will be broken down for us. As days. God, one day with him is a thousand years. He can understand that. Oh, you, you can even understand one week. So he breaks it down for you and I. So where you understand one whole year is made up of 366 days in a year like this year or 365 days in regular years. In regular years, 365 days. And even a day, you can break it down further. And you'll find it more effective. After all, a day, one huge one day, break it down. You'll find it's made of 24 hours. And when you get to that level, you can understand the day better. Even the hour, you can break it down some more. It's mean and seconds and the telephone companies they, they know the power in breaking things down they don't bill you by the year they bill you by seconds they bill you by minutes because that's where the power is break it down Elohim broke it down Elohim, Elohim broke spirit up Elohim that we can understand there is power in breaking the things down to the level that other human beings can understand. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Oh, glory. glory. The same way here is you and I here today. Here we are today. But did you know we start as a little seed 
God took this body, this hand, everything. To my eye. Ah. He condescended it. Reduced it to a little seed. If you are going to be like this in a mother's womb, it is not possible. A mother's womb cannot take it. I cannot understand it. So God, He condescended you. He squeezed you up. He squeezed me up and made you a little seed in your mother's womb. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Amen. But in that seed is everything you are going to be. In that seed is your height, is your speech, is your character, is your nature. In that seed, it just unfolds and unfolds and unfolds and unfolds until you are who you are today. So you understand when we talk about the promises of God that spirit was condescended to a place as word because that's what you can understand. But in that word in that word it's all the blessings of God. In that word is all the blessings of God. Brother Branham said every blessing of God is in the seed of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not going to add more blessing to the word. Forever, oh Lord, that word is settled in heaven. The word of God is loaded. Is dynamite. Hallelujah. It's dynamite. So God, when he gets ready for a manifestation, he brings the spirit on the, on the scene to connect the spirit back with the word again. Hallelujah. So God, spirit, he compresses himself, condescends into the body called the word, and then he gives us the word. But when the time for manifestation comes, when you speak the word, when you speak the word, the spirit comes on that word and, and breaks it into a manifestation on the spot so that the word and the spirit they go together. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil tell you any funny tales. That's just ordinary words. That's the power of God. Every promise in the Bible is an atomic bomb. Is loaded with the spirit of God is loaded with the power of the living God and the devil knows that oh hallelujah hallelujah When you look at the promise of God, you want to know those were words that contain the spirit of God. But you could never understand the spirit unless God brought to a language you can understand. So don't despise the promise of God. Don't despise the word of God. The Bible is God in written form 
The Bible is God in written form. Bible, Bible, Bible. doesn't need the Bible. Bible. Boy, brought it down to that level. So the mortal man can understand. And, and mortal man, even ungodly man, understand this principle of taking complex things that cannot be understood. There is so much more power when you break them down to their very minutest levels. Atomic warfare. Or the, the, what do you call it? The, um, the, the, uh, um, the, the, army, army and all that, all the, all the wars and things. They have these missiles and all that. Those things do not have real power until at the end of the Second World War. At that time, most, most of war was most of war was face to face. This army is on that side. The army is on that side. And they are shooting their, their missiles or hand grenades and throw it to the other camp. Because it has to be face to face. But then, the guy named Oppenheimer, guy named Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, the guy's name, the guy's name, the scientist. Name uh -huh. Open Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Uh -huh. Just say it. Just say it. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. That's right. Okay. That's right. Good. That was good. <laughs> Even said it better than I did. Amen. <laughs> that guy. He got an inspiration from all the laws and all the things Albert Einstein and all of them the law of relativity that we can have more power if we break this whole thing down down to the minutest level so they came down to the atom of course in school you, do about the, you know about the elements and things they broke down to the atom and if they can get this atoms together, it will be so much more powerful than the hand grenades. And that's the story how they build the atomic bomb. They build a laboratory and call it Operation Trinity. And then when they were ready, they tried it in Hiroshima, in Nagasaki, and warfare was changed forever. You don't have to have an army on the other side because man found even the destructive power of breaking things down to their minutest levels. Because the devil knows the positive power of breaking the spirit of God condescending down to your minutest level. When God condescended into the world, he wasn't belittling himself. He wasn't making himself small. He was trying to present himself to you at a level to where you and I can understand him. Shout hallelujah. So here is the order here. Elohim, Elohim. spirit, Omoyo. condescend to the word. And when the time for manifestation comes, that word expands back into spirit. And you say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When it comes time for a manifestation, because a manifestation doesn't come by word, that's why Paul said, I didn't come to you alone. 
with enticing words of man's wisdom. We can preach all you want to. We can preach all we want to. But to prove that this word is the word of God. We have got to be able to. Says, I come to you not with man's wisdom words. But I come to you in the manifestation and the demonstration of the spirit and power. So the word I'm speaking to you Paul said their spirit their power when the time comes for a manifestation of any promise God sends down the spirit and you are speaking the word you are speaking the word the spirit grabs that word and instantly takes into manifestation spoken word power is not the word that heals it's not the word that does the miracle it's the word and the spirit together Peter are the get beautiful he perceived the man was well, had enough faith to be healed. And, and the man, Peter said, look on us. Silver and gold have I known for such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Wait a minute. Let me tell you what happened. As those words came out of Peter's mouth, the Holy Spirit, the angel of God, called the Holy Spirit was there because a manifestation is going to take place. The Holy Spirit grabbed those words and the word and the spirit together has a manifestation of what the word said and the man was healed and was hallelujah that's why the sons of Siva just spoke the words same words in the name of Jesus Christ who Paul preaches the cast of the devil is not just words, it's the word and the spirit together. The devil has no respect for our words. But the devil knows the words of God. They are there. They are the spirit of God. In what form? And when the time for a manifestation comes, God's spirit will be there to expand that word back in the spirit. Just like you, through the instrumentality of your father and mother, through the instrumentality of your father and mother, you are expanded from a seed into a human being. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! And that's what it is. We have the Spirit become the Word. And all the Word that we have heard, Brother Branham said, the Spirit of God was in the church ages. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit came down because Jesus told them He was the Son of Man. Like we were speaking this morning, he had nowhere to lay his head. The Son of Man man is the word and he spoke the word to them he spoke the word to them and they received his word but he told them go into Jerusalem and stay there until you be endued with power from on high does it mean the word has no power the word is word until it's connected with the spirit it doesn't have his full power yet so Jesus knew the word he put in them it was 
going to expand it into spirit. He was going to expand it back into spirit again. To write another book of Acts. So he told them, he told them, go in the upper room, you shall receive power. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. The Holy Ghost will strike the word in your soul. And the word and the spirit will go together in a manifestation, a display, a mighty display of the power of the living God. You won't have to say one word. You won't have to say one word. Demons will recognize that. They recognize it in heaven so they know it when they see one. Oh, hallelujah. How did you get saved? The words I was spoken to you? Yes and no. The words could not get you saved. That would take the spirit of God to anoint the words. Maybe Pastor Gideon is preaching here and speaks to you and you have that over and over and over again and just walk away. The time for the manifestation for you hasn't come yet. Your time for manifestation to be birthed into the kingdom of God has not come yet. But when the day arrives and God knows that's the day that this son, this daughter, I'm snatching them from the kingdom of Satan is a day of manifestation. God, Pastor Gideon is speaking and as he speaks, the Holy Spirit grabs those words and those words go to the congregation. What and spirit together it's a manifestation strikes you on your seat God cannot explain it something wakes you up say, what am I doing here quickly you run to the altar because it's word and spirit together that's how you got saved the word pastor Gideon was speaking expanded the spirit to get you saved hallelujah no man can be saved no man can be saved but by the spirit of God. You get the picture? You get the picture? Now let's run up. That's why we cannot limit God. That's why we got to keep hope alive. That's why this waiting time, because the waiting time, between when the promise is given and when the manifestation takes place. That's why any promise of God, don't you give up on it. That word is spirit. In what form? What the Branham said, the Holy Spirit spirit was bound yes. at the river Euphrates for 2,000 years. And then, the Holy Spirit began to come right back in Luther. Justification. Sanctification. But it was not the fullness of the word yet. And God, 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 God put the spirit upon the Pentecostals. Could they handle it? Of course they could not. So God knew I have to hold these words and disguise the spirit 
in the form of the word and I will send Malachi for with a message the spirit of God the fullness of the Holy Spirit will come to you as the fullness of the word we, we Bible believers know when you see the word you know you have the spirit disguised as the word you know when you see the fullness of the word you have the fullness of the spirit disguised as the fullness of the word so brother Branham with his message went amen every mystery every loose end every mystery every great mystery every minor mystery the mysteries in the book on the back of the book every mystery in the days of the voice of the angel when it shall begin to tell the mystery of God should be finished as he had declared to his son of the prophets and these mysteries come down to us as the word of God oh hallelujah every mystery word the fullness of the world has been revealed to you and I so you know you are candidates for association with angelic beings and the supernatural because when the time comes this word in your soul the Holy Spirit is going to strike it and out will come the fullness of the world combined with the fullness of the Spirit and you are going to see the manifestation of the sons of God Born sons, feel sons, hallelujah, that will speak and their words will be packed. Demons will scream in their presence. We're on the verge of it now. Israel was on the verge of the promised land. They packed off. We're on the verge of it now. And we are not packing off. We are pressing on. You are pressing on. We will take the land. You will take your inheritance. You will take your land. Hallelujah, shout hallelujah. So, God, Katunda. he knows Amanyi. what he's doing. The devil, Sitani. that's what the devil, Sitani the so. Bible says the devil believes Bible and trembles. No kankana, no kankana. He knows that word is no ordinary word. He knows that word is power. Loaded. That word is God. Loaded in a little Button. So the devil does his, his best to discredit the word. And that's why when, the devil, when you allow the devil to discredit the word, you are disempowered because the word is your power. The spirit is the power, but the word is the spirit in what form? What is just word? Word. An atheist can come and say everything the Bible says. Will get no effect. 
it's not the words per se. It's the Holy Spirit taking the words and expanding them back into spirit again. So that's my thought right there. The mechanics and the dynamics together. The word and the spirit together. Abraham fed from the double breast of El Shaddai. The word and the spirit. So God in William Branham. He revealed the word, the fullness of the spirit. I'm in two seven church ages. The spirit disguised as the word. Um, Brother Branham, brought them all together. He had no certain ministry. No certain ministry. No certain message. But just the one about the loose ends. And he revealed them to us as his message. And we have received that. The revelation of every mystery. So in you today is atomic power. Glory. Amen. Glory. So don't you get discouraged. You cannot handle discouragement. It is too expensive for you to handle. That's why you've got to keep hope alive. Faith, hope, these three, these are great things. When we say hope, your mind goes to the dictionary. Well, I hope so. Maybe, maybe not. That's not the Bible. The context in the Bible is not hope, so maybe so. The context in the Bible is hope. It's a higher measure of faith. It's hope. Amen. This hope is greater than faith. This hope is faith. It's richer faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So hope is down the road from faith. Bible hope is richer, is stronger than faith. Faith is a substance. The down payment of the great things you are hoping for. That's what faith is. So hope is a richer more powerful element of the journey than faith. Than faith. Uh-huh. Hope is ri richer than faith. And charity is richer than, than hope. That's what Paul said. Faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. It follows automatically and it runs through the scriptures that charity is the greatest hope is the greater and faith is great. So here, here, we don't want to just walk with faith alone because faith is a revelation that the promised land is there. Everyone in Israel including the, including the mixed multitude they had that revelation. They came out to go out. But they were not focused on going in. They needed to move beyond faith. It brought them out. They needed a, a little more higher measure of faith. A hope. Hallelujah. 
They needed to understand that their tribulations is working patience. They needed to understand when the wilderness to build their character to know that when God says it, it's going to come to pass. And God knows He made you and I He knows what we need that will build character in us. And He knows tribulations, trials, testings are a major part of building character in us. So He put them through every test, every trial, every testing in the wilderness. And they did not know tribulations were working Patience, the virtue of character formation. Brother Branham said, patience is the virtue of character formation. Patience with God, patience with yourself. You ask God for something, he doesn't, he doesn't do it immediately. Let him know, God, I trust you. You always keep your word. The time for manifestation is not yet. But I'm not going to disbelieve I'm going to hang in there because you are testing my patience. And the Bible says, let patience have a perfect work in patience. You are built up into perfection. Impatience. Impatience. You become a perfect man. Impatience. is in the virtue that opens the road for the other virtues to build you up into perfection. A perfect man turning on the face of the earth. And how does patience come? Your tribulations. What patience? What experience? And you experienced God never failed. Last year, it looked like it wasn't going to answer. And I was patient. And I kept on asking him. And he eventually answered. You have an experience. So when you pray again, and looks like God's not going to answer, your experience lets you know he's going to answer. That's what Israel should have done. They saw the Red Sea. That's what God told Moses. Numbers 13, 14. Moses stepped aside. How long will these people provoke me? I opened up the Red Sea. I did all kinds of things for them. Ten times. They have provoked me. I'm tired with them. What more will I do? Let them have patience with me. Don't they know when I say it, I'm going to do it? Don't you know tonight? When he says it, they will do what he says he will do. Don't you know? God is able to do what he said he will do. If you believe that, let's lift up the roof. Shout hallelujah. Let every problem in your life, every challenge, tell them, tell them, come and hear. God is able to do what he said he would do. I place the promise of God against your problem. You do not exist. I will hang there. I will wait until my change comes. I will get discouraged. I will give up. I will back up. I will 
hanging there. I know the time is coming for this promise, the word in my situation, to expand back into spirit. And the promise will be manifested right before me. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. Amen. So all through the Bible, you see this principle. Spirit, become the word, and expand back into spirit again. That's, that's just who God is. So we know all these words, the spoken word, Bam's message, is God in spirit form that you are receiving into your soul. Amen. Oh, Amen. hallelujah. Amen. So when Jesus, he told them, Amen. You shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost is come upon you. He was telling them, Now I've brought the word. The Son of Man. He revealed to them the mysteries of the Old Testament. He went all the way back down to Adam and revealed every mystery of the Old Testament. And they received it. It was in them as a form of the word. When you receive the word, you truly generally receive it, it doesn't stay in your head. The son of man, the word, finds a resting place in the socket of your soul. That's where God hid the word. In the spirit man, Adam, he hid the word in Adam's soul. So the word is not for your head. The word goes into your soul. And so Jesus, he knows that when you are ready, when the word is ripe for the spirit, he told them, go into, go into the upper room and pray until he, he knew the time, the season, when the word in them was going to be wrapping up. He had, he had given them all the word, but they had to die with the word. They had to die with their word. They are to have the right kind of life. They are to let patience have a perfect work. They were hunting them down. They were afraid to have the upper room. But those tribulations walked in them patience. And patience gave them experience. And experience you have a hope you know God's going to do it. And that's why hope make it not a shame. Because because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And the love of God is spirit that connects with the word to make it come to pass. Oh, what a blessing. What a revelation from the of the Bible. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So do you see yourself today sitting here with all the words Pastor Gideon speaking to your soul coming from the prophet's words coming from the Bible when we say that people are angry that we are taking Jesus Christ out we are taking Jesus Christ out. And just say Brother Branham's words that's a critic 
Because Brother Branham, Brother Branham you don't have any message. His message was Jesus Christ. Unlike many ministers today, Brother Branham did not point to himself. Brother Branham's best friends were Pentecostals. As a matter of fact, when Brother Branham was here, there was no message people. He could not form a wall. Brother Branham had to find the wisdom to know how to move with those Pentecostals. They got on their pulpit and gave his message and never let his doctrine separate brotherhood. Brother Branham, Brother Branham, he preached some of his greatest messages in Brother Jack Moore's church. And Jack Moore, he not even believe the Godhead. But Brother Branham, Brother Jack Moore, that's my best friend. We have a little segment on the scriptures. We have a little disagreement on the scriptures. Uh -huh. But that will not come between us. You don't separate on the base of a revelation that you have. It's God that gives a revelation. Amen. And so, like Brother Gideon was saying last night, I believe, we build these camps around us, but God is breaking them down. Because those camps, like the walls of Jericho, keep people in bondage. Amen. But you are God's free egos. You are not chickens. You are egos. And the walls have come down. And the walls are coming down. It's coming down, down, down. And as the walls come down, the glory of God will come down. God. That's what the Bible said. God will never be in a denomination. Your denomination has walls. And you will never walk God off. The Bible said, I speak against those denominations, but not against the people. I speak against that system that has the people bound. But here we are tonight. We are God's free eagles. We have received the words of God from the great Elijah prophet and we know his message was Jesus Christ the entire Bible the entire mystery of the Bible which is Jesus Christ the mystery of God revealed and that mystery is in you in the form of the world oh hallelujah Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So God, what was it? Charity. He came down in Eden, Eden and put the word in Adam. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. It was the word image in Adam. Adam. The spirit uh, uh, the Logos, Logos, Elohim, Elohim, and the Logos together. Logos, let us, let us, make man image. It wasn't like there were two people. It was the Logos, Logos and Elohim, Elohim, one and the same person. Elohim pouring Elohim into the Logos. Logos. That's how he spoke. And Elohim and the Logos, Logos, the Spirit and the Word, did this work of creation and created man. But man was a seed. Adam was a seed of 
of the world. Adam was the seed of the world. Adam and then, what Genesis 2 7, when he was going to put this seed of the word man, he was going to put him in flesh. God breathed upon that seed the breath of God. The Bible said, God breathed upon Adam. Upon, he had no flesh. Upon the word in his soul, and man became a living soul. The flesh man, God put the word inside the flesh man, but it did not move yet until the spirit struck the word in Adam. And when the spirit struck it, the word and the spirit went together in Adam. And Adam became a living soul. Adam became right there the, the flesh of the word. Adam became the word made flesh. He was a spirit quickly in his body. He was a representative of God on the face of the earth. He could speak. He could name. When Adam spoke, he was quitted like that because the spirit of God was going together with the word. Hallelujah. It came from spirit to word. And God's spirit struck Adam. The word and the word exploded back into spirit. And you found a son of God with spoken word power, signs, wonders, miracles on the face of the earth. That's always been God's pattern. The spirit becomes the word. And the word exploded. Expands back into spirit for a manifestation. Never, there is never any manifestation. You will never find one except it be by word and spirit together. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Amen. So the word in Adam, Adam exploded back into spirit to turn, to turn Adam, Adam from a seed of the world into the flesh of the world. And tonight, we're a seed of the world. But we are going to become the word made flesh. We are going to become the flesh of the world. Only needs one more thing. Only needs one more thing. The spirit. The spirit the promise. The dynamics. To your mechanics. To come upon the world. In your soul. And that one will explode. And expand. Back into spirit again. You will walk. The spirit of God will shine through your flesh, will shine through your clothes, will put an atmosphere around you. Demons will scream in your presence. You will sin like Peter. Seven gold have I not, but such as I have, such as I have, I give it unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Immediately the spirit grabs those words and spirit and the word cause a Rebecca, Rebecca, we spoke about her last night. 
The same way it happened with Rebecca. The spirit became the word. And the word expanded back into spirit. And Rebecca lets us understand what we need to do to get ready to wear that word will be ready to receive the spirit. Rebecca. Amen. The word. The camel. That she received. She watered it. She watered the camel. That she received. The word that came to her. Because uh, uh, Eliezer said. Lord the, 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 uh, uh, the, the damsel. That I asked to give me water. I'm not going to force anything on her. Jesus. Don't force perfection on anybody. Jesus is decent to a fault. That's what I'm talking behavior. That's why I'm talking behavior. The behavior of God. Jesus don't just badge in on you. He said if thou wilt be perfect. Go sell. And come follow me. So here. The spirit of God. Upon Eliezer. Wasn't going to force his way. He said. Lord let it be that she will also. Offer mine. So I don't want to be seen as indecent. But I feel like she will offer herself willingly. She will want to do it. And he said. Can you give me water? I'm thirsty. I said. No. Don't worry, sir. I'll give you water. I see these camels also. They have been traveling a long time. I see they're so dusty. They are tired. The way they are, they need water also. And you know a camel drinks gallons of water. A camel doesn't drink a cup of water. Eliezer will drink a cup of water. But that young girl had to go out of her way. Had to labor. Had to work to water that camel. Laboring under grace. We can be lazy Christians. So I believe. I believe that God has predestinated you. And no matter what you do, you can't get your name off of the book. If your name is on that book, you will do all that you need to do. Like Rebecca, she had to go get water. One camel, one camel drank about thirty gallons. Eliezer drank just about one bottle. By the time you do drink two liters, you are full. A camel has so many pouches. It can keep water. As wizards, so for her to say, I will give this camel water. It was labor, but she did not mind. Here was it. That's the bright spirit that she demonstrated. The spirit upon her. Bright spirit was working in her. The word was working in her. Shaping her. Molding her character. Serving on the grace. Laboring on the grace. It's a labor. But it's under grace. Brother Branham calls it laboring grace. 
And she gave the camera's water. And Eliezer said, Lord, I found the bread I'm looking for. That's bright spirit. That's bright spirit. You labor. What you have to do on your knees, in prayers, in fasting. Hallelujah. In reading the word, in coming to church, in living right, laboring on the grace. Laboring on the grace. That's how you watch out the word. That's how you watch out this word. And make this word ready to receive the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And then, and then, when Eliezer said, she has a great spirit, that labor, she's the one. She's the bride I'm looking for. Will there be room in your house for, for, for me? He said, there's room for everybody. Even your we have room for them. Hallelujah. Laboring on watering the water of the world. And this water that she watered, this camel that she watered, when Abraham said that the camel became the power that she rode on to go to meet Isaac. And the word, the camel that you are watering, is going to turn into power to take you out of hell to go and meet your Isaac, Jesus Christ. What was it? Charity. The spirit Omoyo. became the word and turned into power, turned into spirit again for a manifestation. That's how we are going out of here. What, what is not taking us out of here? Spirit alone is not taking us out of here. It's got to be the word and the spirit together. It's got to be the mechanics and the dynamics together to call you out of this world. It's the rapture in the skies. And an open door will be for you in heaven. Come up hither. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So, glory. One more. The early bread of Pentecost. The early bread of Pentecost. The same way it happened with them. The spirit became the word. And then the word was expanded by the spirit. And they had a manifestation of the power of God. And they wrote a book of Acts behind them. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ, yes, Christu, the Lord God Himself, or Elohim, Elohim became the Word, chigambo, and He said, It's important for you that I go away. And if I go away, if I don't go away, the spirit cannot come. But I'm going away, and I will come back again. In other words, I came from spirit to word. I'll go again for a little while. I'll come back again as spirit. From spirit to word, back to spirit again. Jesus has been with us through seven church ages. 
So that's the pattern. And Jesus Christ, knowing that's his pattern, he knew these words. He said, John 6 63, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are life. He spoke the words to them. The Spirit of God has a little button, a seed. He said the word is a seed. And that seed was in their souls. And it was going away. They knew this seed, this word, had to expand back into spirit again. And that's why he gave them the promise. Going to the upper room, the Spirit is coming. The Spirit is coming down. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. The Holy Ghost will strike the word and together the word I have spoken to you in your soul because the spirit will give you power. Power to talk. Power to live. Power to cast out devils. Power to heal the sick. Power to raise the dead. Hallelujah. Power to get Ananias and speak to him. He and his wife drop down dead on the spot. Power to heal the man. Are they get beautiful? Power. So said they are put in a cell. But power God come in the night and open up the door. Those were your first revolving doors. Man is only a copycat. When Peter and Jane, Peter and uh, 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 Paul and Silas got to those doors, to those gates, like when you get to your departmental store, you don't have to open the door. When you get there, the door opens. Oh, come on, that's too late. Paul and Silas did it first. When they got to the garden, the power of the Spirit was there. They opened the door for Hallelujah. That's the ancient of days. What has What is? Has already been. Glory. Glory. So Jesus, he knew when the spirit comes upon the word in them, the power of God will be released to them. It will be a mighty display of the power of God. And on the day of Pentecost, while they were in the upper room, down come the power of God. The pillar of fire came down. The Holy Spirit of God broke himself down upon each of them. They received a portion of the spirit of God, the spirit to connect with the word inside of them, and the power of God was releasing their lives, and they wrote a book of Acts behind them, and we've got a promise, we are going to have another book of Acts, we've got a promise, because God sent a prophet that went all the way down to Paul, and brought in all Paul's all Paul's doctrines, all the missions that Paul revealed, that prophet, knowing he's the spirit of God, he has brought those messages, I mean those doctrines, those mysteries, down to you as the word of God. He put down the spirit that was in Paul's age. All of them brought them right down to you and I as the word of God. And the word of God is in our soul today. And the same way the prophet said that little faith woman will be waiting 
she's waiting she's watching for her life to manifest that word are you watching for your life to manifest the word now listen just in case you think I'm pushing every display of God's power into the future. No. That's only the fullness of the manifestation of it. Because no manifestation can take place. Even your little getting saved. You're being baptized with the Holy Ghost. The healings you have seen here and there could never have taken place without the Spirit being there. And that's what Brother Panam said. The mechanics is here. And so is the dynamics. But you've got to know how to place the world. So as I'm speaking tonight, the dynamics is here. We're waiting for the dynamics for the fullness. But right here tonight, as we're speaking the world, the dynamics is here. And if your faith can raise up into it, the spirit can connect with your faith, which is a revelation, the hope in your soul, and the word and the spirit will go together and you will have whatsoever you ask for because the dynamics is here and so is the mechanics right here tonight That's why we dare to pray for the sick. That's where we dare to cast out devils. That's why we dare to challenge Satan. We know we can speak the word. That's why we preach at all. No, we don't tie words of man's wisdom. But we always look for a demonstration, a manifestation of the spirit of God and power even tonight. Believers are there. Amen. So friends, I'm closing. Like like Rebecca, Rebecca, like Adam, Adam, like the early bride, the spirit of God has come down to you in the form of the word. Another word is getting ready to expand back into the for a manifestation and a display of the power of the living God. Once more, the walls will hear direct from God as on the day of Pentecost. Finally, there's another people in the land under their messenger and their prophet will be the final voice to the final age. They will speak and their words will create just like that. You know why? Of course you know now. The spirit in the time and the season will grab those words and make those words into a manifestation on the spot. The brown will have thus saith the Lord or keep still. Are you ready for it? Believers that are there. This is your season. This is your hour. The dynamics to your mechanics is right around the corner. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, So friends, 
We have been called out. And after called out, we have been in this waiting period. Receiving tutoring. Training. From ministry. That God has called out. Pastors. Evangelists. Teachers. Um. What's the other one? Be prophets. Apostles. There's one more. Evangelists. That's five of them. In their own measure. But eunuchs who have no seed of their own. They are taking, they are taking, they are taking the revealed message of the Bible that Malachi for revealed. And they have recycled them back to you. And you have received those words and they are laying in your soul And then that prophet like Jesus told them wait until you be and you will pray for my Abraham said we should wait also but while we are waiting we are watching for our lives to manifest that word because we know our character has been formed while we are waiting whatever we need whatever your situation apply the word of God to it while you are waiting there is no food on the table there's famine in the land. It has nothing to do with God at all, you already. The prophet Elijah, he called for rain. I mean, he, called, he, he sealed the heavens. And there was no dew or rain for three and a half years. They could not harvest anything. And so there was famine in the land. And Elijah himself was hit by the famine. But he showed that God, who took care of that Elijah, took care of our Elijah, and will take care of you. The Elijahs of that Elijah, he told Elijah, Go, Elijah. I have commanded ravens to feed you and get you through this farming time. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ravens, ravens, they are birds, little birds. How much food would ravens give Elijah to satisfy his hunger? That's number one. Number two, if you go to study it, ravens are known to be birds that are very stingy. They are very miserly. They don't share. And it's those ravens that don't share that God said they will feed you Elijah. How, how do you how do you judge God? That's why he told Job, who is this that darkness counsel without understanding? Who is this that speaking without understanding? Stand to your feet, Job. You think you know right? You know more than me? You can judge my words? You can judge my promise? Stand on your feet, Job. Let me talk to you like a man. Stand on your feet. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the world? Where were you when I put the band of Orion there? Where were you, Job? Tell me if you have understanding. When the sons of God shouted for Job and the money sat together, tell me, Job, where were you?
When God says it, hope, make it not ashamed. It will come to pass. It shall come to pass. And those ravens, they fed Elijah. He was fed fat. Those ravens brought him enough food. Every day. And God has ravens. To take care of you. God has destiny helpers. Listen. Listen. Brother Gideon invited me here. And I believe. Because I don't hear this thing spoken in the message. It's almost like once we serve God. Everything else doesn't matter. But they do matter. Because even to come to church. You need money. To come to church. If you live by the church. You can walk to the church every time. But even at that, you need money to buy your food. But I don't it's like those things don't matter. And in the message, we take the word of Brother Branham. We twist them around. We say, Brother Branham, only the poor people in the world. Only God's, God's people are the only poor ones. What he said, not many mighty in the world are called. It is not said the mighty are not called. I know many rich men. In the message, they will make many of us ashamed of our, of our, of our commitment. They will make us ashamed of our prayer life. So don't tell me that I shouldn't say that because I know ministers when you talk about the people's needs like this, it's like you have been natural. You have been carnal. The voice of God's recordings. They need money. Voice of God, to all those books they sent to us. Hallelujah. And if they preach the kind of gospel that many of us preach, those, books, those words will still be on magnetic tape recording. But they don't look at the economy. God did not look at the economy. They did not look at the size of the raven. You don't look at the size of your problem. You look at the size of the God who says he will solve your problem. You don't look at the raven. You look at the God who commanded the raven. You don't know what God told the ravens. He's the creator. You have no idea how they brought food for Elijah. You have no idea. That's a private arrangement between God and his ravens, his messenger ravens. And I say, God has your messenger ravens waiting for you somewhere. You only need to take your eyes off of the problem and look at the God he will solve your problem. Amen. And he's giving you a promise. For every problem, is a blessing. 
blessing is a promise of abundance is a promise of deliverance is a promise of multiplication is a promise of provision is a promise of protection every promise in the book is mine every verse every chapter every line God will serve a God more than ever and when God was done with the ravens he said come Elijah I want to confound foolish men once more time he said I have commanded a widow woman to feed you Elijah must have thought that widow woman must have had a husband that passed away and she's living in a palace and they have food food in plenty in the house so he walked there and he got there he saw the hut but not Elijah his tribulations are patience patience his prophet, God sent his prophet to a woman that only had one meal. One last meal. What the Catholics call last sacrament. Sacrament she, she was going to give her son give herself and die but God when he comes on the scene death takes his flight and Elijah, by experience, by hope, knew when God says it, he will do it. Somewhere in this muscle of bread, God had condescended all the food into this muscle. All the food condescended into this muscle. The woman did not see it, but the prophet saw it. Oh, hallelujah. He said, woman, make me a cake first. Woman said, how can you? How can a son of God say that? Uh, just me and my son. Look at you, your cheeks are robust. Look at us, our cheeks are hollow. We have been only eating one meal for days. She did not know what she had in her hand. Like Moses did not know the stick in his hand was going to conquer a king. This woman did not know that last muscle was condensed. God had condescended food and the spirit of God was going to strike that muscle and throw it and explode into food that will never fail. She said I have only one meal to go and eat and my son will die. Elijah said but bake me not even you me the cake first the word of the Lord and the woman obeyed bright spirit like Rebecca laboring under grace it was hard 
It was tough. But if the prophet said so, I've got to do it. If the prophet said so, I've got to do it. She turned around. I'll give the prophet. Maybe me and my son will just die. But as she turned around, the prophet said, For thus say the Lord, For thus say the Lord, The barrel of meal shall not waste, Nor the cruise of oil fail. And so, that morsel of bread just expanded. Oh, hallelujah! Amen. To feed the woman and her son and Elijah, who told you that your God is not able to provide your needs, who told you is not able to take care of your physical needs, of your natural needs, of your financial needs. One time, I'm sorry, I'm taking a long time, but I'll, I'll just close eyes. But let me tell you this here. One time, there was famine in Israel. There was nothing. Nothing at all. But then the prophet Elisha, Elisha was inspired. You say, by this time tomorrow, all the things that are not available, all the food that's not available, tomorrow, by this time tomorrow, all that food will be there. They will be on sale. There will be so much abundance. They will be on sale. Now, let's get real now. Before you start blaming them, can you believe it? That your farming situation right now, God is saying, I can turn it around in 24 hours. Will you believe it? Is the word of God. There was a big boy there. Who are these people? Talking all this. These fanatics. Which God? He said. All that is not going to happen. If it happens. He allowed them to scorn. And the prophet was inspired. It shall happen. Not because you disbelieved it. Like those 12 spies. And all that generation of Israel. Because you believed. That that you are not going to be able to see it. You believe it's not going to happen. Because it's going to happen. So to give you your belief. You will not be here. To see it happen. Those 12 spies. And all Israel. Said we cannot take the land. But because they are going to take the land. It will be against their own faith. If God let them stay to take the land. If God let them wait and leave. To take the it wasn't that God killed them. God gave them what their faith required. What their faith believed so for. God took them out in the wilderness. So they did not enter the promised land. And this man who laughed, the prophet Elisha said, By this time tomorrow you will be dead. Because by this time tomorrow, there will be food all over this land. 
How is it going to be? You know the story. Those four lepers. Those four lepers. Said if we stay here, we die. We go to the camp. And they catch us. We die. So let's go for broke. We have nothing to lose. Friends, you have nothing to lose. Believe in God. If we die, believe in God. We shall obtain a better resurrection. But we shall not die. We shall live. I shall not die. But I shall live. You shall not die. We shall live. To declare the works of God. And the dynamics is here. And so is the mechanics. And we are waiting for the power of God. To send the dynamics upon the world. And expand the world. Back into for a manifestation. Luther, Luther are the mechanics and dynamics for his day. Wesley, Wesley are the mechanics and dynamics for his day. The Pentecostals are the mechanics and dynamics for their day. What about our day? The church should be fully grown now with the power of the living God, with the dynamics. Upon our mechanics with the power of God manifesting every promise in this great church of his and she goes to meet the Lord in the rapture. God bless your church. The mechanics to your the dynamics is promise to come to your mechanics. And the dynamics of this church will be a revealing of the Holy Ghost, which we have worked in a small measure. Just like, just like Rebecca's dynamics was the, was the camels that she worked in a small measure, that she labored to water, to bless. The same way, the dynamics of this church will be a refilling. Of the Holy Ghost, which we are working in a small measure. Are you ready? Are you ready to take this land? God bless you.